Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, and I am joined by Matt. Hey, what's up? I'm also joined by Tim. <laughs> it's funny, when you say joined, I just imagine if, like, a scientist Jeez. just sewed us all together. <laughs> and right, uh. within seconds, Tim shows <laughs> what sort of caliber, he's, you know, caliber conversation he's bringing to the I'm show. I'm just saying I would probably murder one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to choose favorites. Alright. Hmm. Alright, uh, so we talk about movies on this show, and new movies specifically, this is our new movie show, so it's not every week, because obviously we don't necessarily want to see something every week, uh, they, they release some stuff that's worth seeing sometimes and sometimes not. But Speak for yourself. Oh, I'm sorry, what did you see last weekend, Tim? <laughs> uh, the uh, chipmunk <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I don't know. The... That's a good one, bully, bully. <laughs> I like the chipmunk adventure, though. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, we're talking about movies, and on this, this is quite a notable one. This is going to be Alien Covenant, and of course, uh, if you pay attention to the channel, uh, obviously, one point twenty one in flux are sort of you know our older movie review show where we just go back and look at other movies we want to watch and talk about. We've done all of the Alien movies. You don't just look at them; usually watch them. That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> we we watched all of the other Alien movies and Prometheus on the build-up to this. We started... Uh, Probably six weeks ago. Alien. No, no, it was longer. It was like it was like February uh, we started. Oh, wow. We, we spread them out. We did like, you know, it was kind of one a month and then until we got closer and we bundled the last two close together. Yeah. But not, um, not to give a peek beyond the, the, the curtain, but oh, what a way to end that. From February to now. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the thing. When I started in February, I was feeling quite optimistic. I was like, oh, yeah. maybe we'll end on a high note. And, um, yeah, so we will start spoiler-free. We'll, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll give, like, a quick 10-minute spoiler-free impressions, thoughts, that kind of thing, and then we'll go into spoilers. We'll give you warning, and we'll talk about plot and details and what actually the meat of it. Because I think a lot of this, I think everything after Act 1 is complete spoilers. I think... Yeah, you know, I I don't think you could talk about any of that in spoiler-free uh, details-wise. So, uh, so of course, unfortunately, Connor's not here. Connor reviewed all the other movies with me, uh, but uh, you two have also seen them all. So it's yeah. not like you're just fish out of water in that sense. So let's get into it. Uh, I kind of hated this. Mm-hmm. Hate's a strong word. I was more frustrated than anything. Because I really didn't like Prometheus because mm-hmm. Prometheus set up all this weird backstory and it tried a whole lot of stuff. It just didn't work. Joe's funny about that is I actually remember liking Prometheus more until I mm-hmm. watched it to review it for the channel last yeah. month. And my opinion yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'd agree with that. I'm sorry. No, go to it. Uh, well, just to kind of hop on the Prometheus thing for a second, um, I, I had a similar feeling when I first saw that. I remember liking it and actually defending it a little bit. And then I rewatched it before this movie. I was like, yeah, this isn't very good. But at the same time, I respect it a lot more for at least trying to do something different. Whereas uh, Alien Covenant, I feel like, was just so mediocre, generic, bland, like... 
just trying to do the same kind of action movie I feel like we've been seeing since 2011. Like, like nothing about it felt really new or stylized or anything. Like at the very least, I would have wanted them to try to do something crazy that didn't work, uh, rather than just trying to appease fans with this well, very middle of the road movie. Uh, that's the thing though. See, see if they had just given us like what fans wanted as an alien movie. I mean, sure, it would be like a it would be a watered down carbon copy of maybe Alien or Aliens, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like if at least that it was that, but done well, because but you know it's Ridley Scott directing. And isn't his that what a prequel usually is? Right, like because they wanted. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to have some familiarity with the the main story that it's going back to tell the time before about. But yeah, but I only brought up Prometheus because I thought it was a Damon Lindelof problem, uh, and it nah. turns out it's just it's a Ridley Scott problem because this movie. Damon Lindelof has nothing to do with, and it still has a lot of the same problems as Prometheus. Well, here, here, so, here's the thing, though. Like, the point I was getting at is that if 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 they just did that well, if it was just oh, it's just mm-hmm. kind of what we've done before with Alien, but it's a new set of characters, kind of like a slasher movie sequel. Here's a new set of characters, yeah. and it's the same kind of thing. The problem is though, is they don't really do that. They try and shoehorn all of this quasi philosophical bullshit into it again. It's even more silly than it was in the last movie, which. Um, I, I like the idea of, but it's not executed well at nah, all. No, the execution is... Because the movie like, doesn't know what it is. The, mo- the movie tries yeah. to be that, and then the last act tries to be an alien movie, but because it squashes down what an alien movie is into, you know, however long it was, it just feels rushed. It feels like... Well, like... It, the I, alien I stuff the... comes up as almost like a deus ex machina, where it's like, oh yeah, we were supposed to be an alien movie, and then it just feels tacked on. Like, the last act is a pretty decent alien movie. I disagree. Uh, no, I can, you don't I can, think so? I completely disagree. I think the alien... Because I had fun. No, I had fun. Matt, Matt, the alien in this movie has no threat whatsoever. He he is taken care of so easily. It, it's like none of the none of the, the, the sense that this is like the, this perfect killing machine is even there. It's like Ridley Scott forgot the monster he helped invent. It's so weird. But see, that's why I still thought it was a proto one. Like it wasn't the full yet. You know what I mean? Because we're still... How how far are we from from Ripley and and the Nostromo? And uh, not a lot. Me, me and Connor looked up years actually when we did Prometheus, and I've forgotten what they are <laughs> roughly. But uh, Prometheus Prometheus was only like, it was like forty years before Alien, and then this was another. Oh, okay. Well, I figured there was more time in between. No, this is really this is like a couple so of then decades. My my thought that it was just a proto thing is out the window. Then and now I have to agree with Pete, which I hate doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want to talk too much about the last act just now because I feel like yeah. to really talk about it I want to but I will say, talk though, spoilers but... being detached from it I did have fun with it mm-hmm. after sitting through what felt like two hours and the movie's only two hours so that can't be possible yeah. of the Be- stuff that was driving me nuts because see, here's the thing I was quite hopeful in the opening act the opening act it, it, it Again, spoil- I can't talk about this completely without spoilers, but it starts with an incident that gives everything a bit of sense of dread. Like, there's like, oh, this is dangerous. What we're do- Even before we get to the idea that there might be aliens and yeah. dangerous planets, what we're doing is dangerous and it's hard. And there's threats to our lives out here in space. It, it gives that-, that opening sense of that. And I thought, comparing it to Prometheus, I thought this had at least a few better characters. Like, I at least got what? a few of them right away. I got a bit of personality. I got, you know, Daniels. I kind of remembered her. Tallahassee stood out. I got kind of what the Tennessee. relationships... 
I, uh, Tennessee. You see what I did I, there, though. Long, long T word. It's fine. Yeah. I, I think I'd kind of disagree with that. I really did not feel anything for the characters until, like, the last act of the movie. And it was just basically those two, I thought, finally got some personality. I, well, I think in the beginning, you just get the barest... A little bit of personality. Here's like, the thing, though, Tim, oh, his name's Tennessee and he wears a cowboy hat. I guess that's a character. <laughs> but, Tim, here's the thing, though. I actually think the characters got, got worse as the movie went on because the middle of the movie forgets they exist, almost. Yeah. Well, I, I think but, most characters, really nothing's done with. Uh, no, and no, no, I, I agree. I think but it isn't... I'm just I'm comparing... I'm, com- yeah. I'm, I'm comparing it to Prometheus, Tim, where the characters were so okay. bland and forgettable that I couldn't yeah. even remember who anyone was. At least in this... I remembered that the one with the cowboy hat was the guy who was like sort of piloting things, and I remembered yeah. what Daniels was doing, and that she, you know, just went through this thing, and I, you know, I had this sense of who they were. Maybe not deep, maybe not like oh, they've got great yeah, like, character arcs and things, but yeah, like I don't feel like it was a very uh, like superficial, like or it it wasn't a very deep level yeah, that but I understood these characters. characters. C- compare it to yeah. a slasher movie again, Tim. The kind of how like kind of sla- yeah. a good slasher movie. They're not deep characters, but you. You remember who they all are because right. they have their own look, they have their own personality well, to a point. Well, and in a slasher movie, which is what you kind of want Alien to be, you want to care for the characters. So when they do get taken out, you're like, oh, man. Well, and that- here, when a lot of them are taken out, when stuff starts going wrong, you're kind of like, oh, well, that's what you get for doing that. Like, Well, that, well that's the other thing as well is that this movie – the only ones it gives any times to are the ones that are actually going to survive most of the movie. So all the yeah. deaths that happen it really tips its hand. Are, are like so meaningless because you don't care about these ones. Go back to Alien. You, I, you, I can remember most of the characters in Alien's names, even though you know I watch it once every so often, uh, and I usually struggle with names. The first one is such a slow burn too. Mm-hmm. Like it's really Scott took his time there, and then in Aliens, which I haven't seen Aliens in a while. Hmm. It just doesn't James Cameron just kind of push you off into the deep end. And it's like, you're going to learn these characters, but not like in that slow burn way. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not as slow as Alien, but I, I there's still, yeah. I, I think there's a lot more runtime before you get to that planet than you think there is, Matt. Okay. Uh, there's a lot I'm of stuff. Go back and yeah. It was originally my, my intention to rewatch Aliens. I bought it before. Mm. I just haven't had time. So I have the Blu-ray sitting there and I want to rewatch it, but I'd say, like, oh, yeah. Aliens is, like, a good at least hour or so before, before? really. That, yeah, okay. the alien stuff kicks in. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in the ship with the, just meeting the Marines and stuff and kind of that kind of okay. thing. And this movie feel like it was starting to do that. Well, that's why I said I had this hope in Act 1. Uh, and I like yeah. it, it used some of the score from Alien, you know, had that same kind of sense of wonder where there's... This, I, I liked how they got, like, to the planet. It wasn't... It was, again, kind of similar to the original where it was, like, an accident. It wasn't, like, an intentional yeah. thing. And... Uh, that gave it a sense of mystery, uh, but once they actually got to the planet and then everything that happens into Act Two and Three, it just kind of uh, it, it just d- d- did nothing. But it took the things I didn't like about Prometheus and made them ten times worse somehow. Mm. Uh, to it's... the point to the point where I now think of this and Prometheus as the prequels to Alien in the same way that I think of the Star Wars prequels to Star Wars. Um, yeah, this has a super like uh, George Lucasy prequel. Yeah. kind of problematis. I mean, it's not it's, it's not as absolute trash as the Star Wars prequels, just because at least Ridley Scott visually is still a great director. You know, it looks good. Yeah. Like you can give him that if nothing else. He's a better, yeah, he's a better visual storyteller than George, sure. 
the the yeah. one thing yeah you can i think you can say about this movie is at it the very great. least it yeah it looked good i thought it sounded good um oh yeah music's good yeah i mean technical kind of where actually it falls apart, yeah technical levels like all the technical stuff yeah uh, it's wh- the story though and that that's why i go to watch movies more than right. anything is for the story and when you the story whiffs it, well, see, it takes everything else this down. Is a, this is the thing that I would argue in this. I mean, arguably they're kind of the same thing, but I would say in an Alien movie, the characters are more important. Because I don't think Alien really has that much of a story. It's very well, simple. Well, what I mean by story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I say story, I mean the characters, the plot, all of that. All the mm. stuff that, that makes you care beyond just the filmmaking aspect of the score and cinematography and editing and all that. I mean, the the that section that's that's yeah. stuff's mostly good I, I think the effects have a couple of weird moments where it didn't quite hold up uh i i really didn't like the the cgi that much on and, the creatures. I mean, yeah and uh i feel like this is probably just old man complaining being like i don't like these computers you know but like every time the alien is such a cool iconic creature and just you know all these memories Should be from person in a suit right yeah like, I mean, well, I, I think I'm, the, the perfect oh, way to do anything is person in a suit with you CGI to touch up and do the yeah. stuff that you can't do. Jurassic Park it. Uh, well, exactly. I, I, yeah. I don't know if I completely agree that the alien full size should be a person in a suit. Because I think... Of course, the robot loves the computers. <laughs> Shut up. No, I, <laughs> no, the reason why I say that is because, yeah, it was great in the original movies, but they had to do a lot of dancing around it because they you know alien like jaws they couldn't show it all clearly because it looks shit so they had uh, to hide it and put it in you, shadows and you've ever seen that alternate ending where you get a really good look at the alien it's like crab walking it's nah. just i don't oh, think i saw that yeah it's it's floating out there on youtube so, so check that out because i actually after I, I think the cg for the alien is fine when it's full size it's when those like smaller you know it's when it's just first oh, yeah. born and uh, yeah, it's that that's stuff that I, I think looks bad. Yeah. yeah, that that should be a well, hell. That can even be CG. It could just be, it could just be good CG. The problem was it just looked bad. <laughs> I mean, it's really quite simple. Yeah, I, I see a lot of my stuff comes past this. So I have to keep talk, stopping myself from saying things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to spoilers then, just a, yeah, a, yeah, in a yeah, second. Yeah. Then, so I think there's not much else to say without spoilers anyway. Except it's it's frustrating. It's its ideas are kind of silly and ridiculous. Uh, and feel out of place in an alien movie and honestly it, it does this same thing that Prometheus did that really pissed me off and I'll talk about this more in the spoilers but I just want to really make this clear the ending somehow takes it further away of feeling connected to what leads into Alien and sets it up for yet another movie although apparently Ridley Scott wants to do a movie that's set in between these two movies and I don't feel why or how because no I won't go see it I'm going to tell you right now, Ridley. I'm not. You tricked me twice. You ain't going to get me. I don't care about what happened between. And that, and that is what frustrated me the most, was the stuff in between. So, nah. All right. That's, we're dancing around Go spoilers. Go back to making Robin Hood. Yeah, we're dancing around spoilers so much. I think it's worth just, just diving in. Let's, let's get into it. So, full spoilers from this point on for Alien Covenant. Right. So. The Covenant is a ship. Covenant is a ship, yeah. much like Prometheus was the yeah. ship. And I it's actually, awesome. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the idea that uh, we named the movie after the ships. That's actually kind of a nice yeah. idea. But I was hoping for. An but it's also covenant. a a sledgehammer shot to the head of of metaphor, too. It was like, oh, covenant, like the Bible, 
like <laughs> creation and you know a creator's deal with its people with its things that it's created it's like i I think there okay. was a lot of this movie that was trying to sound smarter than it yep. was. Like uh, the, the yeah. ultimate villain just yep. trying to – it's like I feel like I've seen this James yeah. Bond villain monologue kind of thing like well, a million well, times. That, that, just I, doing I, random quotes. and. I want to roughly kind of so, go through it in order. I want, I want to st- start with Act 1 and like, kind of well, stay there for now. Can we start with that stupid prologue that I had no <laughs> reason <laughs> – which um, I had the old lady in front of me. So Guy Pierce's character from the first one shows up in clearly a flashback with Fassbender's robot David in the first one. And the lady in front of me who was Matt, probably stop saying the first one. It's weird. It's not the first one. Not the Prometheus. <laughs> That's what I meant. First one of this series. Yeah. Ask her husband as loud as she can. Is that Brad Pitt? Is that Brad Pitt? It's <laughs> like, lady, shut up. Doesn't matter if it's Brad Pitt. Uh, they're talking about Wagner why <laughs> like because well, it's why I set up these themes about the because the, obviously the androids are in such a big part of the alien movies and they've used that quite well in the past and it and they're going with this whole idea that you know some some life created us then we created these things and right. it's trying and to make it all it's trying to make all and this also... circular bullshit but let's not talk about that yet because that that's very much act two I want to, let's save David for later okay well, you said you want to start at the beginning. I thought we should start prologue. That's a fair assumption, but I feel like that just goes with David's shit from later. Just one thing, though, I do just want to say uh, quick Bender? about that scene. Uh, oh. Just because it does this throughout the movie, uh, and this is a problem with pe- prequels in general, where everything has to have a reason. Like, oh, what's your name? And then he looks up at the statue of David, and he's like, my name's David. Like, oh, like, we didn't. His name could have just been David. We didn't have to know he was named after something. And also, this movie broke the power. The good thing the thinker wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, this movie broke the power. those dogs playing poker. I don't know if you'd, you'd noticed this. Connor pointed this out when he was talking about Prometheus. Uh, they've named all the uh, androids from all the movies in alphabetical order. Uh, the first one was Ash. second one was Bishop. Then in Alien Resurrection, you had, I think her name was Cole. And then you had David and Prometheus. They'd been going in order. <laughs> and now you get Walter. And now you get Walter. <laughs> Ridley just went nuts and went, no, Walter. You could, could have called him Ernie or yeah. something. Evan. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. As a dyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, that's a good thing to point on. It's this idea that everything needs a reason. This idea that you have to over-explain everything to justify the fact that you're making a prequel, yeah. even though part of what made it fun in the first place is that there was mystery. Yeah. What, what sold me was like, hey, we're going to get – what was up with this ship that was crash-landed that they found in the Well, original? no, you don't. You don't get any of that because no. Prometheus, Prometheus itself was on a different planet that wasn't alien. Right. Then we end with David and Shaw flying off, going for the, the right. engineer's homework, which this turns out to be apparently when we get to later on in the movie. And like, it, it doesn't even remotely link with anything and in fact, if 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 anything, it contradicts what stuff we know yeah. from Alien and Aliens, which is really yeah. annoying. Uh, well, so, so, so that's what I was sold, and then I didn't get it. So it's yeah, it's so weird. Uh, I don't even care what I was sold. I don't give a shit what they were promising. I just <laughs> oh, care. I, that it's, I just care that it's, it's bad. It's stupid. The whole yeah. thing. Every idea in this movie is garbage. Yeah. Well, and we get to the the, the terrible scientists again. Like these are our best and oh, brightest yeah. for sending into space. <laughs> and oh, like Pete said in the in the non spoiler section, 
you get that space is a really dangerous place. And when we when we see like this neutrino field that disables the ship and yeah, yeah. causes we, all the problems. Because we open, yeah, those, we have this tragedy. There's like a solar, solar flare or whatever hits the yeah. hits their charging uh, solar panels and it. It's, Those are cool. It sets it sets some of the uh, the cryosleep pods on fire, and James Franco's character, who we don't even find out it was him until after the fact when we see him in a video, uh, dies in the opening. That's uh, Daniel's husband because they're all couples. Because like, this is a colonization mission, everyone right. who's going, they're all in sets of two, and uh, and I like that. I like that it started that way because because one of my problems with Prometheus was that it felt like until really late on there was no threat. Everyone was just kind of oh we're going out to. Uh, like dream about well, big things and yeah, they're, they're explorers and, and yeah, but and, it's just like but there, there was no broad sweeping yeah, there, there was no there was no tension, there was no urgency to anything. No, yeah. Whereas this started off, someone died. I feel miserable about it. This is dangerous. And then they pick up this transmission when they're fixing things, and it leads to this other planet, which may be you know they may be able to colonize that, and it would be much quicker. Yeah, than and it's and it's much closer. They're not gonna yeah. no. No one, after watching their captain burn up in the cryopod, mm. no one's jazzed about going back in the cryopod. Yeah, you know, and so, that was the other thing, is they set up this, yeah. the, the, the second in command is now the captain, and I thought, oh, that's good, that's giving him some character stuff that'll be a big yeah. deal going forward. It, it really wasn't, but like it could have been... That he's a man of faith. <laughs> that, yeah, again, sledgehammer <laughs> to the head, like... But like it, never... it, has, it has no payoff. Like it's not no, like oh, no like in the end he it. realizes that God is no. It's just no. He just <laughs> it gets seems killed. like it's a weird detail to. <laughs> he dies well, in a relatively random scene. Yeah. <laughs> Almost going. Well, I guess this is all meaningless. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see so... Daniel's uh, puts on a necklace that's a has a nail uh, on it. Yeah. Yeah. A nail. Come up later. <laughs> Yeah, well, all of this is come up later, but again, it's tied into the whole biblical imagery, you know, yeah. Bible nails, you know, cross, blah blah, whole whole yeah. thing. It, the problem is, is the movie wants to wants to pretend it's much smarter than it is. It wants to pretend that it's got depth, and it really doesn't. It's just all these really surface level ideas. None of it carries any weight because it. it so, so they get to the planet and they go down and there's like some exploring and there's like the idea that some of them are left up in the big ship while the others are down in the planet with the yeah. the little ship. Well, there's this massive storm too that that's why they can't get the the main ship close enough and they can't so communicate. They'll break it apart. Yeah, they can't. And they can't communicate. So, so they're going in blind and you're like, okay, these are a lot of good elements to, you know, rank like jack up the horror aspect, right? Because they're kind of helpless and once things start going wrong. So, oh, yeah, man. and we should also mention that it's a colonization ship. There's like you know a dozen people awake, but there's actually thousands of people on the ship that are sleeping yeah. still. Uh, yeah. you know, there's this idea that there's an entire city full of em- people and embryos too that they're bringing for second generation colonists. Like, yeah, that's the stuff that I like that Ridley Scott did that was actually really smart and sci-fi. Um, it's the philosophical stuff that I just kind of like. Well, you yeah. thought out the sci-fi, why couldn't you think out the philosophy? So yeah, so, so, yeah, they, get, so they get down to the planet. They get down, and, yeah, they get down to the planet, and they just kind of wander around. They, they find the ship from Prometheus, which has crashed here. Um, there's hints that Shaw was around, but we don't see her. Yeah. Uh, spoiler: she was alien threed. More on that later. <laughs> um, and uh, and again, you're talking before about how these are supposed to be like you know, really smart scientists, but the decisions they make are so baffling. Like 
com- a, a completely unknown planet. You have no idea what the danger's on, and they're kind of just going around strolling. Some of them are like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna you know stay here while you guys go on ahead." Well, it's like you, yeah, you they, feel like they'd be more. They scan cautious. the planet, and it's basically Earth size and gravity and air and all this other stuff. But still, like there are parts of this planet scientists go into with hazmat suits on because you don't know right. what bacteria is there. Yeah, like what you about know? germs? Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if they're able to detect like if they're able to know if there's yeah. weird wild animals <laughs> that well, are going. Which, to... Yeah. sure enough, that's actually what happens. There's these little germ yeah. things that go inside a couple of guys and makes them makes them the spores. Yeah, it basically makes them spawn these creatures like they're not quite but aliens was, but they're they that are. was grotesque and fun like watching them freak out and them trying to get them back to to quarantine and stuff i was having fun with that yeah um and then when they're in quarantine i'm just like you're the doctor you can't get out of the quarantine that doesn't seem like a great quarantine yeah that, that uh that one person was really um uh, well, well, not the doctor that was stuck in there, but the other yeah. one was just making really strange choices. Like I didn't understand why she wouldn't let her out, and then she's, and she's running supposed around to be like this. And... Well, oh, let's, uh, just, well, let's explain what happened because we're, we're sort of okay. talking without yeah. actually saying what it was. The, 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 one doctor lady locks another doctor lady because the the second doctor lady is trying to help one of the men who's infected by this. And once you start to say two guy. people got infected, one that's closer right. to the ship and the other. Yeah, the other one's away. The other one's walking with the other group of people because they split up, and. Yeah. He starts to like freak out and he's like st- stuff starts popping out of him and Doctor Lady Number One locks her in and she's banging the door, let me out, let me out. So like, no, you, it could be on you, it could be on you. Uh, I need to play it safe. But then the rest of the whole thing plays out. The thing gets out anyway, and she ends up having to like blow up the ship. Yeah. Which like I get it. The thing's like a face hugger and it's skittering around and it gets out. But so you're just gonna start randomly firing around your spaceship? You're yeah. one wave off the planet. Yeah, she's like, very, very happy-go-lucky with that shotgun. Yeah. And I'm just like, even in the thing, you didn't get some, <laughs> like, where you could have, because you were in, like, this desolate Arctic thing. Kurt Russell could have been just yeah. shotgun blasting around. He didn't, because the yeah. characters were smart and well thought out, you know? It, yeah. And I will say uh, I did like the... I, I guess we'd call it backburster scene. Yeah. Uh, they're called like, actually. I, I know what they're, they're supposed to be called oh. actually. Well, because yeah, are, yeah. are regular aliens with xenomorphs. These uh-huh. are called neomorphs. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like see, I didn't like the actual creatures, but the the actual like act of like this first one when it exploded out, and then you see like the intestines just fall out their back and they yeah. kind of slump over. Like, oh, it was brutal. As a horror fan, yeah, I, I like that. The, well, there was one yeah. one character got the, the the jaw ripped off, which I thought was pretty yeah. brutal yeah. around this part. Um, so basically, we end up with two of these things because the one in the ship that spawned one, and then the other guy who's with them, and they start. It's basically it turns into like the Velociraptor, the, the long grass from Lost World, yeah. where they're popping up and just killing them really randomly. Um, and this is where the movie's about to nose dive because even though there's been some stupid things up until this point, I wasn't necessarily like, oh my god, this is going to be terrible because of a couple of things. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, this is just you have to deal with. To get yeah. to the story points, and that, that's fine. It's it's delivered so far. And then a hooded figure shows up and fires a flare gun into the air. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. It was just a sense. It was a sense that this character's going to give us an exposition dump. I felt it coming. I could just feel it yeah. in my bones. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny that you mentioned the Velociraptors earlier, Pete, because when this guy comes out, my first thought was, oh, no, the Jurassic Park 3-ing it. <laughs> and yes, they, they, kind of, they kind of do. Yeah. Uh, but Jurassic Park 3 is a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, going to argue. I'll take any of the Jurassic as, to this. As amazing as that world. is to say, I, I think that's accurate. <laughs> It's more consistent, I guess, if nothing else. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but so, so it turns out to be David, who's got a stupid bag on. He's got long hair. He looks stupid. Yeah. So answer me this, Pete. These <laughs> I know the androids. Can they grow hair? Where do you get the hair from? Honestly, Matt. Before this, I'd have said probably not. But now that we've seen this, <laughs> clearly they do. But then again, then again. To be fair, one of the plot points is is that he was too human, and it it made people it, it freaked people out. So they actually yeah. deliberately made the, the new androids yeah. less human. So Ooh. to be fair, maybe that's why. Yeah. So <laughs> let me talk about Walter real quick too, compared to David, in that Walter feels very much more blue collary. Like he felt like he could have been on Ripley's ship. Yeah. Hanging out with those guys. And so, you know, and he he's a good android. Like he he wakes them up. Like you don't get any of this. Like he's doing shady stuff. And mm. in this attack in the, the grass, he loses a hand, saving Daniels. Yeah. Like one of the creatures jumps at her. He stops it, and like that's, he's that's a good g- character. That's another good point. The movie kind of opens in a very similar way to Prometheus on the ship, where it's like just him on his own. Like so, in this case, it's Walter yeah. instead of David, but he's on his own while right. everyone's asleep and he's like maintaining the ship. And obviously, yeah. the reason why he wakes people up is because this disaster hits. So he has to yeah. wake up the essential crew that are going to deal with to it. To get but... him out of it, because he, him and the ship can't do it by themselves because he yeah. tries. Yeah. yeah. So. Nah, so I, I thought, yeah, obviously Michael Fassbender is a great actor. He is, right? Yeah. But honestly, everything following this moment, I hated with him. <laughs> pretty much universally. So he takes them to this this abandoned city. It's, you know, full of... Like, Which these... looks, as an Indiana Jones fan, it looked dope. I got excited. I was like, oh, a lost civilization? They're all yeah. burnt up? What happened? Well, this is the thing. So he takes him to this city, and he goes in, and he, he, he we get the exposition dump. We get that him and Shaw arrived here with the ship. It, you know, the, the ship went sort of on autopilot yeah. back to their their home world. Yeah. And we get this flashback. We get this flashback of this entire civilization of engineers, the characters that we, we learned about in the last movie, and we see that this black goo, which I'm going to call the um, medical orangeus, uh got <laughs> dropped. He he says by accident. We find out later it wasn't accident, accidental. Yeah, but, he said that they crashed the ship but, and spores got out and infected yeah. everybody. But we see that this stuff basically comes falls down and immediately just everyone on the planet starts turning and spawning creatures because that's what this goo does. And mm. my, I, had a pro, I had a couple of problems with this. One, you basically just nullified this entire... Like, I, like, I kind of like the idea that the alien fired back on them and it wiped out the race. I think that's a cool idea. But seeing this, see this goo just do it in seconds, made it feel like such a non-thing. It was almost like he was dropping napalm on him and not a biological type thing. And also, like, yeah, like, in this movie itself, it took, you know, at least an hour for this to happen to the people who got the stuff yeah. in them. Well, yeah, in this flashback, it hits yeah. them and they're immediately spawning things. So did it... Well, it- I, I might have missed this, but did it just kill them, or did it actually make aliens like? It it come created from like them? the weird fungus that that created the spores. Yeah. Oh, so you like know? those egg things. Yeah, that, oh. that dusts up and stuff. Oh, That's yeah. why it's all over the planet, 
like in in the different spots they went to. No, it didn't make some aliens because, as we find out later, uh, David has become a bit of a, uh, a Doctor Victor Marilla. Frankenstein. A, a zoologist, uh, I'll call him. I'll be kind. <laughs> Uh, but he, he's been experimenting on different things that has spawned from the engineers and uh, various things. And we find out, this is where we find out the, the Alien 3 Shaw, and that she, she's not only already dead, she's like, they're dead on a table because he was experimenting on her, he was trying to do stuff. And basically we find out that he, he has become obsessed with creating his own life because he, like, that that's the, the whole theme of the movie, it's like the creators of life and all that. And... We find out that he's been experimenting, trying to create the perfect organism, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I know where they're going with this. Oh, dear. <laughs> and he he introduces like, the one soldier to a room full of the eggs. And he, he's, he has... Which, again, uh, comes from nowhere. I've got... Yeah, it comes from nowhere, yeah. but I've, I've got just a subtle line of thought here. He, so, the eggs, and that, that leads to, of course, facehuggers and then the alien that leads to the rest of the movie. Now, I actually... There's parts of this I don't completely hate. The part I don't completely hate is the idea that an android somehow is responsible, in a sense, mm-hmm. for the alien. Because since the very first movie, uh, Ash That's described him as a perfect organism. So the idea that an android created life and made it so perfect is an interesting kind of idea on its mm-hmm. own. The problem here, though, is that this... A, comes out of nowhere. B... I hate David's character at this point because uh, keep in mind this is post fingering flute and uh, <laughs> yeah everything else. I don't him. understand that scene. I well, really don't. Well, uh, that's for people uh, that are um, have a fastbender fetish. <laughs> I mean, like fastbender on fastbender is the ultimate, you know, uh, the thing like, that they the can see. The scene goes on for like five minutes. I was like. <laughs> You couldn't develop the characters more, but we had to watch Michael Fassbender blowing into a flute for five minutes. <laughs> mm. I... Now, as much as I said, I don't hate the idea that uh, an android, an artificial life, created something this like you know genetically perfect. My problem here is a. I don't really need to see with this much detail how the alien came to be. Right, I really yeah, don't. Yeah. You're just taking away the mystery. And secondly, all mo- after this point, all movie, I was thinking right someone's going to become the first queen because we know that there's a queen that lays the eggs, right? Yep. And I was thinking, oh, maybe that's the, going to be the ending is that Daniels becomes the first queen. and like, But that never happens. That just never happens. In fact, the, the movie ends with embryos of the facehuggers and I'm like, well, how does this even remotely link into the, the species so, that so we yeah, know? So yeah, we've learned like, the life cycle of a xenomorph and even a neomorph, right? Mm. But then again... And this is gonna be so hacky, but there's like a xenomorph of the egg situation here. Like, which came first? <laughs> oh well, it's the egg, and I can almost kind of buy that just because. Okay, David made the egg, but so, there has to be a queen, right? To lay the eggs, to lay more eggs. Because when we see that ship in Alien, right, it's filled with eggs. Right, this ship is crashed with eggs already in it. So this isn't David's ship. This is another ship. Right. So I, I don't understand remotely how it connects. And the funny thing is, is people are going to say, well, does it matter that much if you're getting a good movie? Well, A, we're not getting a good movie. Uh, B, yeah, so it does matter very much. But <laughs> the thing is, though, is I, I agree that I actually don't want to know any of this. I actually think it's better not knowing that. It's better having the yeah. mystery. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to go back and start 
doing all these things that's supposed to connect into new things, all you've done is make a movie where it somehow strays away further from everything so that we need another movie to stray it all back and magically connect. And the problem with that is is that by the time we actually get back to it tying into the start of Alien, it's going to feel so goddamn convoluted that the whole thing is going to feel like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just ignore it because it just ruins Alien. I just... the The whole creation and destroyer thing, again, yeah, there's something there... But the people that are like, oh, man, this is saying something interesting on <laughs> on that. It's not, though. Like, these no. are these are drunken conversations you hear at a bar. <laughs> tight. Like, philo- philosophize, philosophizing. I knew I'd nail it. But I just, it wasn't that interesting. Once David was introduced, I was kind of like, well, all right. I, I still don't understand his motivations from the first one. Well, it, anyway. oh, I I, I didn't really understand his motivations at all. I thought it was weird and I, I think what just... they're trying to get at is that because he was made too human and like he was created by a guy who had a god complex, that now he mm-hmm. has a god complex and he's developed well, then... the same thing. Well doesn't Whalen Yutani make all of the, the androids? Right? Uh, so is yes. he like the Although... was he Whalen's like first one? Yeah, he or... was he was the first one, yes. He was the first android. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I guess that makes more sense than why the other ones don't have the same. So I always felt like in the other movies, they're just doing their mission. It's their programming. Mm. But David feels very much like he's having his, he's making up his own mind. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what they say. He he was too human, and that freaked people out. Uh, so they they fix they fixed them. And they, yeah, they, I much prefer Walter and his blue collarness. And well, mm-hmm. Walter's much more reminiscent of the androids in the other movies. Like he actually feels mm-hmm. kind of like that type of character. Uh, and yeah. we have this thing yeah. where where David tries to teach him stuff and tries to teach him about life and mm-hmm. treats him like a brother and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And all all of it comes down mm-hmm. to setting up the most obvious twist that is so obvious that I thought right. that they were. I thought they wanted. To I was be, so mad. Well, that's the thing. I, I, because they, they do this thing where they're fighting each other, just as everyone's trying to escape and get on the the ship that's come down for them from the the main ship. Because you know, Diamond Brides came down with these little, uh, these like sort of loader bay ship thing that has thrusters on it, and yeah. they're all running to it as the aliens are trying to attack. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right, and the androids are fighting David and Walter, and they have this thing where you don't see who wins the fight. And then you, then you see Walter run out, and I'm like, all right, that's is really obviously telegraphing the twist that it's actually David who's changed his clothes, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine, but it was so obvious that I thought maybe they want me to think that, and they're they're going to it's like a it's a red herring, right? Yep, that's what I thought too. And I thought, well, maybe it's the wrong hand, and that's the 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 clue what we're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. And it's not; it's the same one. Like it just, I it, it was a a twist that wasn't a twist. Yeah. So was it a twist? I really really hated this fight. I thought it was so over the top, and it felt like comic booky like you know the way they're fighting and throwing each other into walls yeah. and i like it's not like it looked bad but i'm like this is not like what i want in an alien movie i don't want over the top you know people flying kicking each other through things and no, it, i i agree it doesn't feel like something that's in this world it doesn't feel like something that belongs in alien uh same with the, even just seeing the planet of the engineers like the space jockey was a yeah. really intriguing thing uh, yeah. It was really mysterious, and I feel like all the stuff with the engineers is honestly just kind of made them uninteresting. To the to the point well, where I think much they like wiped it out. That, yeah. I was going to say, much like Star Wars, I am going to ignore these movies when I watch Alien. As far as I'm concerned, these aren't canon because yeah. screw them. They, they, all they do is neuter the stuff that's interesting in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Well, it's like the engineers don't even matter. Like we had a whole Prometheus, yeah, where that they were the driving force, and at the end they wake that one up, and he's all pissed off and hulks out. And here they just wipe out the home world. Yeah, they, was that easy? They basically alien see the entire civilization. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that—that's what I was really like when Prometheus ended. I was like, oh, cool. Then the next movie will maybe be them looking for this thing, and you know, an uneasy alliance between Shaw and David, and then we just. Skip over all that, and that's fine. Yeah, I well, don't want that movie now. Well, that, that, that's the same thing. He says that, oh, the, the, the movie in between is going to show the story of uh, David and Shaw getting to this planet. I'm like, I feel like there's nothing left to tell. I feel like you told the whole yeah. thing already uh-huh. in this. Yeah. What's so, left? It's so weird that you would go back to that. And, like, yeah. what, are you, what are you even going to do with it? Is it? Like, let's be honest here. The reason why this one's called Alien Covenant is because Prometheus didn't do it as well as they wanted, and they only let him make yeah. this if they, call, if they was able to call it Alien. They can't call that one Alien, because the Alien didn't exist yet. And didn't these all start as his idea for Alien Paradise Lost? Like, wasn't that the, yeah. the working thing for years? I, I recall that being the, the title. I remember yeah. that too. So, I don't know. I know you're a fan of the, the comics, Pete. Like, do those scratch the right itch? Like, the Brian Wood stuff? Oh, yeah. Much more than this. Uh, I... Okay. Alien Dead Orbit that just started had one issue so far is really good that was really good um, Alien's oh. Defiance is really goddamn good that's the Brian Wood one uh, okay. I haven't been reading that one but when they had the Comixology sale I mm-hmm. bought up a bunch of random ones and the weird thing about the comics which is kind of different than the movie uh, is that I feel like not a lot of the comics have great stories or at least stories that I'm not like that vested in but I love seeing like the xenomorph is such a great design i love seeing artists different interpretations of it mm-hmm. so i i can get very pleased with the comic if it just has like good art showing you know xenomorphs just, and stuff but when it's it's such a the opposite for the movie though where it's like oh it's just, they're showing us a xenomorph and i don't care it's just it's weird that some the other artists are better playing in the alien sandbox than the guy that started oh, yeah. it is and it's it's that's why the George Lucas comparison feels perfect. Yeah. It feels like he's just went off the deep end and he's just gone back to the well that kind of made his name are, for the most part. And yeah. are people going to be like, hey, uh, Ridley, I, I don't know if this is such a great idea. You know? well, yeah. He hasn't had a good movie in, in some time, right? Like, uh, not, not, it's, The Martian was pretty good. That's not... Oh, I, f- I uh, forget yeah, about The Martian. I, like I forget that was him. Yeah. Yeah, just... Go, go back and make that stuff, really, man. Please. And, I, and honestly, I think he's still a good director. I just... I, this is a yeah. really weird thing to say about a director, but I think he... He doesn't really have an eye for a good story. When he ha- when someone hands him a good script, he goes away and makes yeah. a great movie. He does. Yeah. He turns well, it into Martian, gold. Like you just said. Yeah. Um, it was so good, I forgot he directed it. That's not, like... <laughs> that's not a... Uh, that didn't mean to sound like a slight. Yeah. But... And I also think it's hard when you create a character and it kind of gets away from you. Like once it's no longer your character, but it's this big franchise public thing that people are attached to. Yeah. And, you know, and and you maybe haven't touched it in a while and you have all these ideas, but then there's been all these other stories and interpretations and new meanings given to it that don't really jive with, you know, what you're thinking or what you're about anymore. It, It makes like a weird disconnect. Yeah, it's uh, I I mean, honestly, I, I'm of the opinion now where prequels are just typically a bad idea. There's very few that I legitimately love. It's not, it, it's never interesting, and it's never like 
you don't really want to know. It, it's weird to tell a story where you already know the ending because you know essentially that you and, know the movie you already yeah. saw is where everything leads to. And so the, the the few ones that it does work like Better Call Saul's on right now, right? And that is actually phenomenal, right? That that is yeah. It's sort of like, but it's it's not the Walter White prequel though. It's set right, in the yeah. world. Oh, of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, it, yeah. but even though you know that eventually that character has to have a downfall because of, of you know where he mm-hmm. is at the start of Breaking Bad, yeah. it, it's how, why, and that that show is executed so well, and it's I mean it's down to execution. They know they know what they're doing to the point where I'm constantly hoping that he somehow defies the odds and makes it out, even though I know he can't. Like that's that, that that's good storytelling. Here it feels like no no we want to go back to Alien. We want to put in things people recognize from the other movies, and we want to have. Uh, and as fun as the claw on the, the the little ship that comes down to save them, you know, and because at, at this point the alien's already been born, the alien's been born. We have that really awful yep. moment where it's the little CG alien and he's like sort of waving it, <laughs> waving at David. I, I kind of wish I him start tap dancing like in Spaceballs. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we have that thing where we literally have this over the top action scene where Daniels is like tethered to the the ship and she's like flying around on this line like an absolute little. Like, a, like bait yeah. for the alien. Now, and the, and one the, thing I kept thinking about through like these movies is one of the big things that's missing from them is uh, Ripley just being such a cool badass character. And, you know, we haven't really had someone like that to follow. And then I feel like towards the end they're trying real hard to make Daniels into this badass yeah. Ripley s character, kinda, which yeah. I, I guess they kind of do, but. Um, it, well, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. But again, they don't know because all they're doing is giving us imagery that is kind of similar to stuff we already see. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was saying, as fun as the cloth out. thing is, where it grabs the alien, it kind of feels like, oh, this is kind of getting into power loader territory. And yeah. Yeah, you the power loader. And here's the thing: this is the really weird thing I hate about some prequels is that they, they, they do this thing where, oh, we're going to reference something that's not actually happened yet in this universe, <laughs> and. The problem is, though, is because they don't give it the same amount of time because they feel like, oh, the audience has already seen this, so we don't want to spend as much time on it. They truncate it. And this is my problem with the third act. You've got the alien run about on the ship, right? And it it lasts for maybe 25 minutes after that, right? And yeah. the whole thing is so quick. The alien, like, there, there's no sense of brooding tension. There's no sense of any of this. Like, you go back and watch Alien, and there's this, this dread of where is it in the ship, and it doesn't happen quickly. Once it kills one... There's time before it kills another. In this, it's just storming around. We get that stupid POV alien shot. I don't know what, what, who thought that was a good idea. Yeah. This is a... I had a problem with uh, this and then um, going back earlier to like the Neomorphs and stuff too. Um, it, it's a similar problem to I have with like modern zombies where there's no subtlety to them. They feel um, less predatory and more like crazy feral. Like, there's yeah, a lot of shots rabid. of, like, the alien, and, you know, it's, like, raising its arms back. It does that scream that you've heard a million times where, like, Wah! and then, like, you know, it's running towards you, and and, so, and I don't like that. I like the original alien, the subtlety, the, you know, it's, and again, it's, you know, there's limitations to the stuff they could do back then, but well, I think it's so like much that, more that effective clicking, when it's creeping. Yeah. That raspy breathing is way more... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't mind the scream once in a while. I think the problem here yeah. is that it doesn't treat it with, it doesn't feel like the same intelligent animal. You, that's, that, that, that's, that's, see, this and movie, that's why I thought it was a proto one. But it's but not. Then, it's the alien. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It, that's why I thought it was a proto one because it didn't feel like the one. 
because it, it, it gets baited so easily. They keep trapping it. They keep tricking it. Mm-hmm. it. We have this scene at the end where it comes into the uh, like the cargo hold where all the sort of like smaller like trucks are and stuff, and the the, yeah. the, the two characters are hiding around and trying to lure it into the right trap so they can like shoot it out the airlock. And I'm like. This should be fun. This should be like my favorite scene of the movie. This should be tense. This should be exhilarating, and it's not because I feel like I feel like it does this prequel thing where it gets to the stuff that they know the audience is going to recognize. Feel like, oh, we have to have this. We have to have the alien creeping around on a ship, but they don't want to spend the time on it. So it feels like they're just going through a checklist. We need, we need we need no. to have this famous moment from the other movies that are going to recognize. We need to have this moment from the other movies are going to recognize. And then yeah, but talking. Th- Talking again about how, like, um, you know, this movie doesn't really seem like it knows what it wants to be. We had that shot with um, the couple, like, taking a shower, and then the alien comes out of nowhere. It seemed such, like, a weird misplaced, like, oh, this is like a like a slasher. Yeah, it's like a proper <laughs> like, slasher yeah. movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, and then when the alien's, like, crawling on the ship in uh, Tennessee, he's like, we got company. I was like... That's like the most like cliche like action movie line. Like there's so many weird things that yeah. stand out to me like that that I'm just like I don't understand what this is trying it to be. It feels too late. This is for it doesn't have the weight that the the, the good alien movies have, which is is mm. weird and bizarre. It feels, it's like it's also, almost what, like that line. That line we got company. It feels like oh we need to have a little bit of that Marvel movie magic and have it be yeah. late with some jokes for the. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar I'll, I'll... when he's like we're not in Kansas anymore <laughs> and I was like are you still saying that in the future yeah like shut up I like Avatar and also it's kind of weird too where it's like we got company it's like you haven't even seen the alien yet do you even know that they're running from an alien like shouldn't you be a little more like what the hell here's, is this thing <laughs> here's my thing right so they, they mentioned that there's no animals right it's super quiet like the birds aren't chirping there's no bugs mm. We know all those spores are around, right? So, where's all the other aliens on this planet? Has David hidden them? I, I don't. Do know. they wipe each other out? Well, like, he, he he had all those like drawings and stuff up in his room, so clearly there was yeah. other stuff at least some point. Because right. that's something that'd be cool. Like if they get there and there's all these different kinds. I mean. Like, I mean, he's been there for what? At least like a decade. Maybe ten years. Maybe they're implying. Well, yeah, every, he has very long. Yeah. Time. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, maybe they're implying that like everything in the vicinity of him is pretty yeah. empty because he's basically already killed everything. Experiment on him, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it'd be cool just listening to us talk about how you know Tennessee is like we're a company and he doesn't even know really what's going on. Like, what if there's other life like on that planet that came do, out? Do you know what the we were dealing with that. Do you know the thing is, is I, I love Aliens, right? And part of the reason why I love Aliens and why I think it works as a movie and why I, why I think it works as a sequel specifically to Alien is that it expands so much of the world. Like, you know, the first movie is very... It's very, you know, small. It sees just eight characters uh, on a ship. We don't see anything else. It's hinted at what the rest of the universe is like, but we don't get to see it. Second movie adds in the military, adds in a bit more of the company and we right. get a sense of this colonisation mission and it opens up a little bit. But it never, and it does open up the aliens a bit because we get the queen. But it keeps the mystery for the most part of where the aliens came from. It keeps yeah. the mystery and the fear of the aliens. But it expands the world in different ways. I feel like 
all, what these prequels are, keep trying to do is expand the mythology of the alien and where they came from instead of expanding the other stuff the which, world. Is, which is actually the stuff that would probably be more interesting because mm-hmm. I, I said this in a review of Prometheus uh, and maybe Resurrection I can't remember I said this a couple of times but for me you know forget 3, 4 Prometheus the AVP to me the natural evolution after aliens is to go bigger again and have the aliens in a city or a giant space station where there's like an entire population to try and save yeah you you, you you put them in unique situations, but I feel like ever since Aliens, they've been too scared to do that. So they're either doing something that's similar to one of those two movies. They're either on a ship, or they're in like a sort of smaller location like Aliens, and they're afraid to do anything that they don't know for sure works. Which, ironically, has not worked since. So mm-hmm. Space Station would be dope, because you could jettison them outside. In fact. And then they, they cycle back around and they can get back in. That's terrifying. And I have proof of this to a point. Because Alien Isolation, the video game, huh? is yeah. is a better Alien sequel than any of the movies after Aliens. It legitimately is. It's good, it's, it's tense, it connects to the world because you're playing Ripley's daughter, but you're not Ripley herself, so it, it, you know, it's, it's disconnected to stuff enough, that, but it's got a lot of the same imagery and... Uh, it does a great job of recreating how that movie feels technology-wise, well, the computers and the, the way the screens look. Which was something that really bothered me in Prometheus and to an extent in this one. Although I think this one did a better job of at least having a couple of things. Like the noise the computers made sounded kind of like Alien. And the, the fact that they had a mother, you know, the computer on board was called Mother. Yeah. They had a couple of things. Whereas Prometheus, it felt like all of a sudden their technologies looked super high tech when, uh, yeah. you know, Alien wasn't, yeah. obviously. Um, I, I think you kind of hit on a, like a larger problem with like Hollywood in general right now. And it, I heard uh, mm. some people talking about... Uh, podcast recently that like a lot of producers and companies and stuff are scared right now they don't really know what to do so that's why they just keep trying to go back to these wells and rebooting yeah, stuff yeah and it, it's like a, a safe bet like here's a franchise here's a recognizable thing people will come out and you yeah. know so let's make which, it and let's try to not make it too crazy which Funnily enough, isn't necessarily have to be mean mean that the movie's not inspired or whatever. Like, look at Mad Max Fury Road. Sure, yeah. Like that is like fantastic. Oh yeah, you you mm-hmm. could easily do a movie in the Alien universe where you introduce new things, you make a movie that you want to make, and that's what the crazy thing about this all is: is that mm-hmm. Ridley Scott talks about this like, oh, I need to make these movies. I want to do another four. I've got so many ideas, <laughs> and I waste. I you know I I heard that before I saw this movie, and then I saw this movie, and now I'm like, really. This is this is what you feel like you had to make. This this was these yeah. were your ideas. What? Why why the passion for this? I mean, people are making fun of James Cameron for wanting to do like a ton of Avatar movies, but you know what? Maybe once we see it, you can complain. You know, but, but right I now, give... right now, I believe yeah. he's got some sort of master plan in there. He, he's he's got a, a book full of scripts like, that he's ready I, to go on. I like to tease you about that because it always keeps getting pushed back, and yeah. but that means he's taking his time. Because he's the one pushing them back. It's not mm-hmm. the studios sure. going, oh, we don't have time. We don't want to do this. Uh, so the fact that the creator's the one that's like, no, 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 I need to refine this. I need to tweak this and that makes me much more hopeful if he wants to do five and just reel them all off. Then yeah. it's kind of like uh... he's just kind of doing it piecemeal. It's kind of like Christopher Nolan's one of the few big directors right now who has the clout to say, I want to do this and I want to do that. Like, he basically just picked, I want to do Dunkirk 
And Warner Bros. like, oh. well, yeah, you always make his money, so you do whatever you want. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, Inception and Interstellar were original movies that were big budget and did pretty well. Yeah. And but most directors wouldn't be trusted by that. Like, they're, they're, they're terrified of doing that stuff. Um, yeah. And I feel well, like, the fact that Dunkirk is because I saw the trailer with yeah. Alien that I'd seen before. That it's really not a war movie. It's a movie. About a rescue? Yeah, uh, you know? Nolan called that a survival thriller, and that excites yeah. me actually quite a bit. Oh. And the fact that Chai selling that to a, a studio, we're like, well, I'm going to need the budget of a war movie, but it's not about the war. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, Chris, here you go, man, you're, yeah. you're good. I mean, it's set in a war, but it's not, like, the war's the situation yeah. they're in, but that's not, what, it's not a war movie, it's not about winning the war, it's not exactly. about, yeah. Um, which, yeah, uh, but this is why I don't understand that Ridley Scott talks about this as, as if he's been like James Cameron and Christopher Nolan or whoever. It's, it's like he's been on a, a tour who's like, oh, I've got these, I've got this, these visionary things that I want to do, and all of it's part of the Alien universe and the saga. I want to expand it and do four more. And I'm like, I don't want to see you make four more. I really <laughs> yeah. don't. Does he have anything to do with the with Blade Runner that's coming out? He's executive producing it, but it's, it's Dennis. But that's it. It's Dennis Villeneuve it's- who's. Directing it's villain news. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm less worried so, about. I got a little bit worried after watching this, going, "Huh, maybe we shouldn't be adapting these old, like yeah. old old properties." But I trust Villeneuve. Yeah. Just. Yeah. On his and, last and to be fair, the record. trailer for that, so, the trailer for that's quite good. Whereas the trailer for this, I thought, yeah. oh, it was an okay trailer." But obviously, yeah. I'm hoping the movie's better. But so when um, AVP came out, that had replaced something was it going to be another james cameron alien movie well this is the thing i was really i was really pissed off when i heard about this because this would have been amazing ridley yeah. scott was going to direct alien 5 written by james cameron All right, oh! so that so that sounds like that would have been awesome but instead we got avp now with this movie did this basically replace the neil blomkamp alien movie <sighs> but you know what the funny thing is, is they said we've delayed it because Ridley's going to do his sequel to Prometheus and it was going to be done after and then Ridley went oh I want to do four more of these uh, <laughs> and then now it feels like Blomkamp's movie is never going to happen and I would oh. after this I would much rather have a Blomkamp Aliens sequel than yeah. any of this so it's, it's just weird up. that like these great movies keep like getting interrupted Slipping. by horrible ones yeah, yeah. So, so as we recorded I just pulled up the, the box office mm-hmm and it only made 36. Uh, oh, wow. It only beat Guardians by a million dollars. So, mm-hmm. and Guardians is on its third week. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I saw a headline that was like, Alien Covenant crushes Guardians opening weekend. I'm like, yeah, but Guardians has already been out for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so let me talk, check the worldwide. So let me talk about that. Obviously, there's some alien stalking. They get out of the airlock, and we're supposed to care. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and they do the whole reveal that it's actually David because he tucks her into the the, the cryo sleep, and he she references something she told him earlier in the movie about wanting to build a cabin for her dead husband, and yeah. he doesn't. He has no idea what she's talking about, and she can see that he has no idea, and she's like, "Oh no, it's David, not Walter." Ah. Oh. He's so like smart and crazy and able to like make stuff up, but he can't like make up a little lie by going like, "Yes, I'll help you build it." <laughs> like he seems yeah. so dumbfounded by this prospect. Like he like there's no way he can fabricate any type of answer to her. And, he, and here's the thing: so he he puts her to sleep. She's already locked in. He ha- he now has control of the ship. 
He coughs up a couple of embryos with face huggers in them and puts them in the you know the freezer with the rest that of the embryos. That was so dumb. It's and, like he was a drug smuggler. Yeah. Balloons full of coke. And he walks off and that's the end of the movie. And here's the thing. So he's in control of this ship that's got 2,000 colonists on it. And, I mean, I guess that explains how we end up with all those eggs at the start of Alien. It's probably all these colonists, I would imagine. But it just, it feels like, so where's it going, though? And what, what, and here's the thing. All those eggs at the start of Alien are on one of the engineer's ships. How did they get on one of those ships? <laughs> it's not like he has that ship anymore. We're now on this big ship. We're on the Covenant. You know what's funny is these are really good questions that I don't care about the answer to. Yeah, me neither. I, I, <laughs> honestly, I will be quite happy if Fox just say no, no more Ridley, and mm-hmm. we can just erase this from continuity. Because, funnily enough, Blomkamp's movie was going to erase 3 and 4 from continuity, and I was okay <laughs> with that. And honestly, I, I, I like kind of like those more than this. Yeah. And I I, I have a lot of problems. I have tons of problems with 3. Four, 4 is not a great movie, mm. but like I have some nostalgia for it's it. It's fun. Yeah I, yeah, I can watch 4. Yeah, like, if this was just uh, a stupid movie with not a lot of plot, but a lot of alien, I I would have been much happier. Been, yeah, but it instead, they fun. try to be more, and yeah. it becomes less. Don't get me wrong. Like it would be, it's kind of a shame that we'd get like this alien knockoff movie where it's just a mainless slasher movie essentially with the alien. Mm-hmm. But I would have at least had some base level fun with that that I could have yeah. enjoyed. Uh, whereas this instead tries to like poke holes in everything. It's like, oh, it's really this and it's really that, and uh, I'll do the fingering. <laughs> God, I hated that scene so much. <laughs> I think I, that was I, I, I think that was the scene though when I was sitting there just sort of in the and I was just, you know hand was on my face and I was just kind of like mm-hmm. oh god I think this is Attack of the Clones like <laughs> I, like it was hitting me and it was upsetting me and I didn't like it. Yeah. All David needed to say is how much he hates sand. Kind of that. Now I I do just want to say uh, real quick the whole idea of you know David and him being this you know, android with a god complex, studying and dissecting these creatures on an alien planet. I actually kind of like that idea, just not in this movie. Like, if it was its own separate movie, like the planet of Dr. Moreau, I think that actually could be pretty badass. Oh. But it does, Yeah, it doesn't fit with Alien. Yeah, it, it's no. so, it, like, it's almost like it, if if Ridley wanted to make a movie in the alien universe, but not have any aliens and instead call it Android, maybe that could have been like cool, but just trying to mash everything together is, it just doesn't work. If you go read the aliens defiance, aliens defiance is about an Android who works for a whale in Jutani, who realizes what they're trying to do with the species. And mm-hmm. as, because grows enough of a conscience that he teams up with a colonial Marine to go around mm-hmm. the galaxy finding every specimen of Xenomorph and tries to kill them all. That's the plot of Aliens Defiance. It's great. Well, I'm sold. Is that out in trade yet? Uh, I think the first trade's out, yeah. And I think it actually... um, I think they still have the Alien sale going on in Comixology. So you might be able Mm, to even pick up a bunch of issues for cheap. Um, I recommend it. Uh, And it even does some... It basically takes stuff we know. Uh, I want to say something, but it's kind of spoiler for the series, so I won't. But there's a really cool thing about seven, eight issues in, that it, it experiments with just stuff we know from the series, that it, and it tries to do different things with it. They try to uh, deal with things a bit. 
Um, There's also a, a really good one called Salvation, uh, drawn by Mike Mignola, that I would highly recommend. Yeah, uh, I've not I've not read that, but uh, it is on my radar. Yeah, that one's great. And like you mentioned um, earlier, the new one that started Dead Orbit by uh, James Stoko, who is one of my favorite artists. It, it it's uh it's it's off to a little bit of a slow burn, but I liked it. But the art is absolutely amazing. It should be a slow burn. I I actually stand yeah. by that. Oh, e- certainly, yeah. I think alien, even Aliens is a slow burn. Uh, people <laughs> forget that, but it is. Um, yeah. It just doesn't feel like a slow burn in comparison to Alien 1, because mm-hmm. that's slower. But they're mm-hmm. intentionally slow-paced films, especially Alien, and it, it works for the better. Yeah. Because you build tension, you build mystery, you build all these things, and mm-hmm. they, then you you feel like a crazy old man just walked in the room and goes, Oh, no, it's really this. Haha, ha, bye. And left. <laughs> All right, Grandpa, go back and play your flute. I feel, I feel <laughs> it's a shit because I love Ridley Scott. I do. He has made some fantastic movies over his career, but oh, it, without a doubt, it feels like for every great one, there's a clunker, and then you know, the, this, this is finally the price. This is the price for Alien was this shit fest. <laughs> yeah, and I also, I also think it's a warning to like. Kind of be careful what you wish for. I feel like all the time people are like, I want more of this, I want more of this, I want more of this. And, you know, as fans of all these nerdy things, we're at a time now where we're getting more than we can handle. And I think it's like uh, we're reaching a point where, you know, maybe we're realizing all these adaptations might not be the best thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily argue adaptations, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Sequels and prequels and reboots and things like that. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I don't say I'm wrong with ad- adaptations uh, in general. People have, yeah. Movies have been I think adapted of all... books since like, the I'm 30s. Not, I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about books in general. I'm talking about all the nerdy stuff that we're in this overload where every comic book show, every, well, every like, comic book is now a TV or oh, yeah, a TV that, show. Yeah, that's more specific, and, yeah. Like, definitely like, we're at comic book adaptation hysteria. Saturation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to the point yeah. where it's, it's getting to this weird stage where like, I'm not as excited for the Marvel movies anymore and I, I thought Civil War was kind of underwhelming and, you know, some people feel that spark still. Uh, it's kind of waned for me. I'm oh. kind of... I'm stoked for Spider-Man. And then I'll be stoked for Thor. So I'm very excited for those. I saw, you know, it's a it's a shame because uh, I they have the tra- the like newest trailer for War of the Planet of the Apes before mm, yeah. Alien, and uh, like throughout the movie, I kept thinking like, man, I really want to see War of Planet of the Apes. Like, you you shouldn't be thinking about that when you're watching a new so, movie. Talk, no. tra- talk about so, a reboot that w- that went well. Yeah, that was that, a reboot. Fantastic. That was a reboot where I said no one wants this, and then I saw it and went, "No, nope, they were right." I was also wrong. featuring James Franco. Funnily <laughs> enough, funnily enough, and then Dawn was even better. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more. <sighs> and this one looks so great. Yeah, it does. I just, I'm sorry. I just mark out for gorillas on horseback. I just, oh, I can't. Man. Yeah, and uh, chimps throwing grenades. <laughs> to to uh, go back to the the Marvel thing for a second, I I think. They are very good at what they do, but they are fast food. Like they are very good fast food. They've got it down to a, a T, but they're fast food. Mm, I, I mean, I, food. I would disagree with that. <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Uh, I think there's a level of comfortability uh, with them now, where 
I, I don't think there's any movies that I really, really actively dislike, or at least not any of the recent ones, but there are definitely some now where it's more like, all right, this is just going by the numbers. Um, but well, I think there are still I mean, ones that... feel like you're I, talking about Doctor Strange to me. Yeah, that that one was a little underwhelming. Um, but, I mean, I disagree with, with, like, Civil War, though. I absolutely love that. And I think they do That's still right. hit ones out of the park. Mm-hmm. But I understand what you're saying. And I, I think, um, obviously, Marvel is the one that has the most uh, output at this point. Uh, but I think it's spreading to pretty much everything, you know. Well, like, is, I eventually, mean, the can, only can, movies we're going to have are... I mean, King Arthur was, su- was supposed to be the first of six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it tanked hard. Richie. So good luck with I that. I listened to a ton of podcasts that he was on promoting. And he was so stoked. He worked so hard on these. Uh, well, on these. On that one. The original cut was three and a half hours. And he got it down to Jesus. two. Jesus. And he was so excited about that. And but Just to, to wrap this yeah. back around to Alien Covenant, right? This is another problem in the movie. Is that honestly watching this, it felt like a giant trailer for the next one. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. It didn't feel like Ridley was that passionate about certain aspects. Like, I got that he was really excited over the David storyline. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I almost rather have had him do that story instead of this one. Right. You know? Because if that's where all his energy was, then why not just do that? Mm-hmm. You know? And it might not be a movie. We might have liked it even less, but... I think it wouldn't have felt as disposable as this one was. Well, that's a, again to the point I made earlier with Prometheus. I don't think that was a a good movie, and I, I would say I probably like Alien better than Prometheus. But at the same time, I respect it more because it was trying to be different. The you mean Covenant? Yeah, Covenant. Not... You said no, Alien. Pro- well. Obviously, I mean the alien movie we're talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Okay. laughs> you know, uh, make sure to me. Make sure to me. Troy, if I says, I left it thinking, yeah, I probably like that more than Prometheus, although I kind of hate a lot of it. Um, and I, I guess I still do because at least the opening act was better than anything in Prometheus for me. Yeah, I think it's a better movie than Prometheus, but it's even more frustrating because we got through Prometheus, we got through all the that weird, boring stuff, and this one should have been better. And then, like, it could have been the chosen one. Because Prometheus felt that way as well at the end, but the end of it just felt like an a, a advert for the next movie. That, that's what it felt yeah. like. And then this one feels like that again. It doesn't feel like it's a own complete thing. And that's, you know, that's where, like, Marvel's not doing too badly with it, but that's something they run the risk of sometimes, is like, oh, is this just yeah. all building up to the next thing kind of well, thing, rather than feeling yeah. like a, a full meal on its own. Uh, which is kind of why, with Civil War, I felt a bit underwhelmed, because it felt kind of like that to me. It felt like it was setting up a lot of stuff for later rather than mm-hmm. being a full meal uh, on its own uh, and I feel like this Alien Covenant is super guilty of that it, it doesn't feel like it's mm. it cares enough about its own characters enough to make it their story it's more about setting up things that he wants to do later uh, and that's a horrible feeling to then, feel then he's not going to do and he's gonna, <sighs> and then he's going to say we have a, a movie that takes place in between these ones too he's just never <laughs> going to do it because uh, I don't understand there's nothing worse watching something and feeling like, oh, this is not what they actually wanted to do. This is just the setup for what they want to do. And you feel like, yeah. well, I, I don't care. You have to make me care about it. And Yeah. Say what you will about the Fast movies, but they know what they are. They don't try to be anything different. Well, why are we comparing them to yeah. Fast Furious? <laughs> just, just because we, we know what they are. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. the best, but 
I've never been frustrated with a fast movie. I just, I felt like we I I knew what I was getting with Covenant, and Ridley went, nope. He goes, here's this hand, <laughs> and they slap me with the other. Yeah. So. Yeah. Honestly, I'm all for being surprised if it's if it's going to be more than what it is, but it just needs to be good. <laughs> I mean, really, that that's what it boils down to for me. Is it just needs to be good, and I, I don't like a lot of these ideas that it introduces. I don't like how it waters things down. I don't like how it uses alien moments to try and like, hey, remember that moment from the other movie you like, the good one, because uh, mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminds me of the Halloween remake in a weird way where that Halloween remake, the second half, was the remake of the first movie, but it shortened into about 40 minutes, so nothing had any of the tension or the pacing, it was just sort of running through it, you know, yeah. check, check, so check say, off the list. A, but really, Scott's a competent director still, yeah. even in his worst. Oh, sure, yeah, visually, yes, visually, music stuff, Like that's good, but um, that, that, that alone does not make for a movie, and in this case, I care about this franchise, I care about the alien world, and it just kind of tampers with it and makes it feel like a less succinct place and that kind of sucks so yes it does so <sighs> yeah. so pete if you had to rate this out of 10 Oof. what you giving it four mm. i'm going with a four Timmy? uh thinking around the same uh it it's hard because I, I might go a little higher, four point five, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe even a five, just because there's so much wrong. But again, the like the nice landscapes and the way it looks and sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever wanted to, for some reason, I I wouldn't buy it. But maybe if it's on HBO and I just put it on, I would get pleasure at looking at some of it or, or watching certain moments. Um, I did actually like the the alien moments at the end when they were fighting it. It, it seems totally misplaced yeah. and weird and unwarranted, but um, I, I did appreciate those a little bit. So, yeah, probably 4.5, maybe like, 5 if I'm generous. I like the first act, especially the stuff on the ship. Everything on the ship when it was mm-hmm. just them dealing with space travel and like the mystery of the signal, I, I enjoyed all that. Yeah. Oh, Mike, your mate's yeah. gone. Uh-oh. All troning. He's, he's <laughs> going all Android and corrupt now. Matt, what would you want to rate it out of 10? So, so I'm going to give it a 5. Um, just because I really did enjoy like Walter as a character and the stuff that we got with him. And like you said, the beginning. And I had fun with the end because I just sat through the flute scene. <laughs> I better get some alien stuff. Oh yeah, don't like, get me wrong, like, on a pure action uh, level, there's some fun stuff at the end, but at that point, it yeah. just feels like it's so truncated. Yeah, I think, and... I think in a better movie, it stands out more as, as not alien, you yeah. know, but in, in this one, I was just like, I was excited something was happening, then, mm-hmm. then just walking around, looking at weird pictures David drew. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the other thing, actually. Look at this picture, I guess. Although like the fact kid. that it's a complete exposition dump and I don't like any of the ideas it introduces, mm-hmm. that middle of the movie, the the pacing just comes to a grinding halt. Yep. And yep. we are just waiting around in this, like, derelict building. I remember talking. checking my phone just to see what the time was, and it was, you know, like, 7.40. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a long time in between. I checked again, and it was 7.45. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like an eternity. So, yeah, 
Uh, Matt, I gotta know uh-huh. when the when the alien like uh-huh. popped up when the proper xenomorph, xenomorph was there, yeah. like in full screen. Did the old lady shout? Is that Brad Pitt? No. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Her husband did a good job of quieting her down after. Actually, that. here's a okay. question: Why was the alien so determined to get onto the ship anyway? It, it makes no a point idea. of running after it and going jumping here's, on it. Before we leave, too, let me just point out too. So we we're led to believe that the the engineers created these as a weapon, right? Like these are all biological weapons. The black goo is their weapon, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then he wanted to make a perfect organism. David did, right? Mm-hmm. But an alien, they wanted, Waylon Yutani wanted to bring it back to use as a weapon. Am I following this right? Uh, not actually, a, I mean, possibly a weapon, but just for the science division, they wanted to use it to. Okay. Yeah, the weapon was definitely part of it, but I think just use it to develop other things and whatnot. I can't imagine a worse idea mm-hmm. to use as a weapon. Yeah. We're going to drop all these things in. And we're going to create big evil monsters that are the perfect <laughs> organism that we can't destroy unless we just nuke the whole place. So I think I think what would have helped it is if the um, if the fingering scene was between <laughs> David and one of the aliens, just to show like, oh, this is a perfect creature. Look how well it can play the flute. This is what yeah. I've been trying with to its do. second mouth has a yeah. smaller. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, just, I want to explain what the fingering scene is because I feel like we never did we just keep refer, referring okay. to the fingering scene oh. uh, basically David's teaching Walter how to play the flute and he, he he gives Walter the flute says you blow in I'll do the fingering God, I'm such a 13 year old boy sometimes I, I can't but that's the, that's the problem it, though is that it's meant to be this serious like sort of a uh, like moment where you're seeing like this weird reflection of life upon itself and understanding and instead I'm giggling because the dialogue's terrible. I almost yeah. like <laughs> if there was a piano or something, I could almost understand that. But a flute yeah. and it just uh, it was so uh, awkward and the shots were weird. I hate it. Uh, that was the one scene where I was like, okay, I'm out. If I wasn't enjoying my popcorn, I might have threw it in the air. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess that's Alien Covenant. Unfortunately, one of the movies we had on our, on our anticipated list of the year is probably going to end up in one of the disappointing yeah. slash worst so, sections of the year. I almost feel... I almost wish, like, one of us would have liked it, because, you know, at least from what I've been seeing on my Facebook like wall and stuff, there there are people that legitimately have enjoyed this, and I would have been interested to see what their opinion was. I, I think but... a lot of people aren't looking at it as an Alien movie. They're just looking at it like, no, oh, this was a movie. I don't yeah. think they're it not, works. They're, they're on not its... following the threads like we would. I don't think it works on its own though either. Like, cause look, the characters are. Yeah, but these are people either. that aren't watching Alien like we yeah. have. Like, you know, like they didn't probably go back and watch it before. Yeah, and they're not picking and, up on that. And I'll so. I'll also fully cop to being like you know super nitpicky nerdy you know dude who's you know maybe thinking about stuff too much or picking stuff up apart. You know. No, oh, but. Yeah, but no, like, like I said, even if you ignore all that, though, like, I I just think the pacing is like terrible because it comes to a grinding yeah. halt in the middle. There's like there's so many problems with it. But that's that's Alien right. Covenant. Take us home, Pete. Sure, that's Alien Watch Covenant. We <laughs> take me home. Take me home. That's John Denver. I know John Denver. <laughs> we... 
Ah, <laughs> straight. That was a scene. I don't remember that now. Uh, yes. So, so I don't understand why that song, but it's because Shaw was singing it in the, the alien ship. Like that's and that's the signal that they were picking the up. This is that people are still listening to John Denver. It's like 150 years from now. <laughs> oh, it's not that much. It's uh, about it's not... ninety. Still, okay. oh, well, it's, it's still a while. Don't now. get me wrong, but yeah, yeah it, it was, I can't remember the exact date, but it was like twenty-one ten kind of thing. Anyway, oh, so this might happen to us soon. <laughs> well, yeah, I look forward to it, Tim. All not right. the worst thing that's happened this year. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, that has been Alien Covenant. Let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below if you've seen it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> um, like, subscribe, all that stuff that helps oh, us wait. out. Sorry, one, one, one last. Take thing us home. Take us home, Pete. And I'm going to interrupt you mid-flow. So, Tim, sometimes you're the equivalent of a backburster <laughs> for momentum. Well, no, I. Uh, to be fair, maybe I, I could have said this off air, but I'm actually really interested because uh, I think the last. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time all three of us got together for a movie review was Green Inferno. Oh shit! Ended up like being one of our most viewed and hated. Like, uh, well, if that's the thing. Oh, no, at me, bro. It's actually it's fifty fifty, Tim. The likes and dislikes okay. are almost exactly fifty fifty. But uh, is it the one that we get the most like hateful comments? On? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we've had so many hateful comments. <laughs> most of them are not in English. I have to put most of them into Google Translate, and then it tells me the mean things they're saying about us. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Oh. But well, hopefully, we recreated that magic and we'll. So, anyway, like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us out a bit more than that, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV, see some of the cool bonuses. There's a lot of good movie bonuses out there uh, if you want to check them out. Uh, but, yeah, so that's us. Get us on Twitter at mail.fudge underscore for channel updates. Thank you very much for watching once again. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time. Oh, one more thing. <laughs>